Hello and welcome to the Luxury Lounge. That's right, every Thursday on the J Train Podcast, we head into the lounge, we shut the door, and we get to complain about anything you'd like. There's no complaint that's too big, too frivolous, too small. That's right, my complaint queens. You know where to send it. J Train Podcast at gmail.com, J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Title it Luxury Lounge. Give me a little taste of what we're talking about in your email. So Luxury Lounge dash the title. And we'll try and get it on the air. And and also, I know that on the J Train podcast, I asked for screenshot emails. We would love some screenshot emails here on the Luxury Lounge. If you can think of something that has a screenshot that we can incorporate, that is always helpful in the lounge. So J Train podcast at gmail.com. Uh, And also, if you enjoy the Luxury Lounge so much, there is a Patreon version of it. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. That's Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Every Wednesday, I read every luxury complaint from the listeners. So if you want yours guaranteed to get read, that is on Patreon. Every Wednesday, Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Very excited. Oh, also, I'm on the road. Um, I'm in people. You got to come to shows. The shows have been fantastic. The audiences have been great. I was in Chicago. Thank you, Chicago. Thank you. I'm in D.C. this weekend. If you're listening now, this is a Thursday before I'm in D.C. There might be tickets left for Sunday. I'm also New York, Gotham Comedy Club, Vegas, Austin, Boston, Dallas, New Brunswick, Buffalo. It's on the calendar. JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com. Very excited for today's guest. An OKP, a good friend, hilarious comedian, Ricky Velez, thank you for coming on. Of course, Jared. I want to do some luxury stuff. I love we listen, I I think you're going to be fantastic at this, Ricky. I think I'm trying to pluck people that I know would be good for a luxury complaint. I feel like you're very good at this. Yeah, I just I feel like I like nice things, but yeah. I also love complaining about them. Yeah, you can see you you of anyone can see the holes in a nice thing, and I I would say this I've I've had this thought to myself a lot with you where I'm like, I Ricky gets Ricky knows what he deserves and won't settle for less. You don't settle for less. I I I'll take that. I I believe that. There's times in my life where I'm like, Jared, would Ricky let this shit go? And it's like you wouldn't. And I appreciate that about you. I appreciate that. That's fair. I, and Ricky just uh, taped his HBO special. Um, what an achievement. Everyone here needs to go follow Ricky at Ricky Velez. He's hilarious. Um, you just taped it. It is a monument. We were just talking before we started. You're, you're at zero again with material. You're like, you know, you, you go on a special, you prepare it, you chip away at it, and then you put it out there and you're going to tape it and edit it and it's going to go out on HBO and you're going to get all the love. But then there's this like period of time between now and when it comes out, this like weird period. What do you, what are you going to do with the time? Are you, do you feel it? I might just like retire, do the Hannah, get the, 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 what's it called? The Hannah, uh, like, Hannah you, Gadsby. Yeah. Just pull that. Just quit. <laughs> It's like, over. Nah, back. You know, you just got to make a lot of noise until it comes out at this point. Yeah. I, I have to do and all that. But other than that, I'm, uh, I think it'd be good to just like, I get all my stand up from like life experiences. So I need to like go be in life. 
You got to live. You got to go out there and get some luxury complaints. I and I listen. I want everyone to go follow Ricky. The special. I say this on the podcast all the time. Is there anything cooler than knowing about the person before it's like a thing? Like holding the rookie card. Like everyone listening. Like Ricky, you know, you were in the in Kings of Staten Island. Like it's not like you haven't been. You you haven't had success, but this is like an HBO special. Is like that one like. It's it's like a championship belt of some sort. It's like a, it's it's quite it's such an achievement that I think anyone listening, if they don't know you yet, it's time get involved with the Ricky Velez show at Ricky Velez. You know what I'm talking about? Do you have those people? You're like I knew them when they were whatever. It was funny. A lot of those people came to the special because I got to do it in New York and I'm from here. So like, yes. it was like crazy to see like the kids from my high school, the kids from my neighborhood. Like yeah. They, my my baseball coach's son showed up. Like again, I was just like, "This is weird. This is and uh, yeah." But those people feel a certain ownership over you. They feel they've invested. Isn't that cool? Yeah, in a way, yeah. And then in another <laughs> way, it's just like I feel like the hardest place to get love from is your hometown. Oh, to, I mean, well, because they know you. Like, like I go do shows in Boston, and I'll have. Like there's always that family member that's like, I'm coming and I'll be in the front row and I'll be, and I won't blink the whole show. Like they all have that same, cause you can't, it's tough to perform for people who know who you are because you're doing I, a version I, I, I of yourself. I legitimately didn't allow people I knew in the front. Like, like I made them all balcony people. Like I did That's not, the only way to go. Yeah, I balconied every single person I knew. Personally. <laughs> I did a I did a charity show for a friend, and legitimately, they sat in the front with their phone out the whole time taping me. And I'm like, I can't. And you sound like a dick because you're like, you got you got to stop. You got like you you have to let me. You can't treat me like I'm a, a, a four year old. You know, like at the recital, like it kind of yeah. feels like that. Yeah, and it also just like. I don't know. I, I feel like, especially with the special, with how many people have like came and already seen these jokes in a way. That get, and that's more in your head than theirs. But you're like, oh god, they came to that show. They've seen this shit. They know this shit. They know you. You imagine them mouthing the words to your own joke, and it's like it's a. I think it, I think we do that to ourselves more than anything. But I want to angle it now, man. I think I'm just going to go full political. Like, I'm just going to be a- <laughs> <laughs> Next special is all political comedy. Everyone's like, what happened to you, Ricky? <laughs> okay. Well, listen, everyone, get that rookie card. If you don't know Ricky, now's the time. At Ricky Velez. Go follow immediately. The special is coming. It was just let taped. Me, let, let me say this before you follow me. You are not blocked. I have ripped down every single thing for my special <laughs> off my Instagram. And I'm going to start posting when the special is coming up. Like, so you're good. going full incognito mode. I just, I, I'm sticking around on stories. I'm telling people mm. how I feel about Drake's album. Like, I'm, I'm out here. <laughs> Ricky, I will say Ricky is a great stories guy. You pop in during <laughs> times where I go, like, you're like, oh, Ricky's here. You know, like, and it's always, you bat better than I bat. Like, I, I'm putting up everything every five seconds. You got you to have a good, uh, you got a good, you know, batting average. 
Thank you. I appreciate it. But I, I, I disagree with your, with your comment. I think you're better at it than I am. <laughs> I'm on there putting everything fart from every fart, every fucking inch of every step I take, every move I make, every fart I take. I'm making stories every day. Let's hang in the luxury lounge. Okay, we got Ricky Velez here at Ricky Velez. I'm going to start with my complaint. Hit the music. Jared, he has some problems. Jared, he's got some issues to do. Get off his chest right now. Jared has a lot of issues. Jared has a issue with a lot of things that we can discuss. Can you relate to the problem now? Okay, here's my complaint. And Ricky, you and I go on the road. We go do stand-up all the time. Here's my problem. Whenever we go to a town, there's always someone that comes in with a food recommendation. And I would say the recommendation for food is is an average of 5% thoughtful. 5% of the time, the food recommendation is a thoughtful food recommendation here's what makes a thoughtful food recommendation thinking of the person you're giving it to i if you know me you know all i do is talk about eating and i want delicious but i want healthy and i'm trying to like do well with my body and i'm doing shows at night if you come at me with you gotta get the fried garbage plate with extra eggs and hot sauce like how is that helping me how is that making my life better? And then I get, and, and it's either that or it's pizza. Don't come to a New Yorker with a pizza recommendation. Just, well, you're, you're trying to make a point. You're trying to sound smart. You're trying to say, well, this pizza can go up against yours. You're trying to be the person that's like punching the, the biggest guy in the, in, in, in the prison yard. No, don't come to a New Yorker with pizza. Just assume that whatever yours is, like we're going to think l- less of it, even if it is good. I'm willing to lose good pizza in Kansas City to get a better recommendation for barbecue in Kansas City that will be good barbecue. Do you know what I'm talking about, Ricky? I think the rule has to be you have to go after people that are actually from the town. Like mm. I made the mistake my first trip to New Orleans just listening to my friends who have been there. And Not then, good. And, no, and then like, I remember my day three, I was like, I paid a lot of money just to get a vegetable at a steakhouse. Like I remember (laughs) that. And then the second time I went, I hit up Mark Norman and he's from it. And he was like, you go here from here to here to here to here. And it was perfect. It was the most perfect recommendations. It was somebody that knew like you didn't want to eat fried food for the whole week. Pizza. I'll say it like this. That can be a lifesaver in certain situations and certain Okay. Um, I love pizza. I love yeah. it. Before. I would eat it every day if I was allowed to. Um, but I think in moments like that with road, you have to go like dominoes. 
But that's the thing. You're from Queens, New York. You are a New Yorker. For you, for someone to say, Ricky, you got to go try pizza in Des Moines. Like, aren't you like annoyed Uh at even the suggestion? No, only because I've worked with Aziz. And Aziz loves pizza more than anybody I've ever met in my entire life. Homie got his own pizza oven like in his crib, right? So when we were in Arizona, he's like, yo, this guy, he's coming through. He has pizza. And I was like, oh, weird. And he's a famous pizza. I know who he's talking about. He's a famous pizza guy. He goes bro, with Jimmy Kimmel. That, bro. So he was like, he came to a stadium. Mina's he's doing like a big ass, like, a, I think it's like a casino or some shit. And next thing you know, he comes through and it's some of the best pizza in the world. And he was like, yeah, I was here last week giving Michelle Obama some pizza. And I was like, well, this, I was like, this is the best pizza I think I've ever had in my life. And it was outside of New York. So, well, now I'm looking him up. His name is his name is uh, Chris Bianco. Yes. What? Yes. Is that his name? It's 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 something along that. He's from Brooklyn originally, but he's in Arizona now. And in no joke, easily the best pizza I think I've ever so, had. He he knows. See, but this is what I mean. This is part of my complaint. That's it's Chris Bianco because I know Jimmy Kimmel like gushes over him, and he's like the pizza guy, and he's in Arizona. Everybody loves him. They fly him out for their birthdays and shit. Like he's the man. But, the, but this is the point I'm trying to make: is when someone gives you a thoughtful recommendation, they have to say they have to come hat in hand. And pizza's the best example. I live in New York. You are a son of Queens. You've been you're you're from the pizza capital of the earth and in that is not even to be debated. Someone has to come to you and go hat in hand, you got to have this pizza. You got and, Michelle, and I know um, yeah, Mi- <laughs> Michelle and I know it's Arizona. I know they have to like speak to your like the issues you would have. I know you're from New York. I know you've had all the pizza, but this guy cook makes pizza for Michelle Obama. And then yeah. you go, all right, like that's a thoughtful recommendation. Yes. When yeah. someone just says like, you have to have the pizza in, 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 in Illinois, you go, you get out of here. Are you upset about the pizza spot that's around the block from your hotel right now? Cause I know where you're at and that pizza spot <laughs> is kind of lit, bro. It's pretty good. Um, it, well, what ha- this is what happened yesterday, and I'm not even talking about the people who DM me because I get like a lot of DMs where people are like, "You gotta have the fat Sal," and Sal licks it and he spits in it and he comes in it, and you're like, "Okay, it's enough already." I was in the car coming from the airport. I'm in Madison, Wisconsin. I've had the worst travel day of my life. If you want to hear about my travel day, uh, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. You got to pay for it because I talked about it on Coffee with J Train this week. Okay. That's a little plug city. I'm in. So I, I land in Madison after the worst travel day ever. I get into. I come outside. You know when your phone is showing full bars but it's just not connecting because you're like getting off the flight so i'm in that like no man's land and all i want to do is get an uber all i want to do and i can't connect all of the sudden a van that has the name of my hotel pulls up and drops someone off the airport i look at him i go i'm staying at your hotel can i get a ride he goes come on in i'm like oh my god the day is turning around this is great we get in the van and he's making a lot of conversation, which I have to deal with because 
I'm not paying for this ride. It's a free ride to the hotel. And he's a nice guy. Fine. So while we're making conversation, I go, hey, man, where can I get like a, where can I get a sandwich? I just want to get something real quick sandwich. He's like, what kind of sandwich are you looking for? And I go, just a sandwich. That's all I want. Turkey sandwich. You know, and he goes, you know, around the corner, there's a place with a great calzone. And it's like, if I, that is, <laughs> that is where all thought goes out the window. When someone says, I'd but love a sandwich, a and you go, I'll get There's a pig yeah. roast. <laughs> Does it sound like I'm in pig roast calzone town? Does it sound like I want to like drink the grease from the inside of a calzone? I just said sandwich. If you had gone salad, I would have gone, okay. Hey, but you've totally disregarded to show me your calzone place. And it's like, I don't want that. Ricky, do you have a Ricky, do you have a complaint? Hit uh, hit the music. Ricky gets to complain too. It's the guest's turn to complain. They're ready to jump in. They've got lots of problems too. It ain't all about Jared. Let's hear their complaint of the day. Let's hear their complaint of the day. They're invited on the show to have some fun and complain with you. Let's hear that complaint. Okay, go ahead, Rick. Um, man, I might, have, I might have, I might have another. I went to the U.S. Open. Okay, now for the, the people night, that, the for the people that. So you went the night of the storm, uh, which is now well known. It was like a flash flood storm. It was crazy. crazy. Um, crazy. Where it was, it sounded like the crowd was roaring, but it was really the rain hitting the top of the roof. That's wild. Like so was, you were in, so you were like indoors frightening. because they put a roof on the court, so they were still playing, right? Yeah, so one one of them had had a roof that was leaking so bad they had to shut it down, and ours wasn't leaking. And at this point, like we we're like, well, we're stuck here for a bit. So me and my boys started drinking mm. and getting pretty lit while this is going on. Now, and Ricky, let me hold. Uh, Ricky, hold on for a second. I want to explain to the listeners at home: if you don't live in the New York area, you don't understand that the U.S. Open is like a part of living in New York. Like the U.S. Open is like a thing that people go to every year. It is like, it's it's kind of, I think Michael Costa has a great joke about how great, because he used to play tennis. He was like ranked yeah. as a tennis player. Yeah. And, and he has a joke about how like you go to like, you know, they they play these tennis tournaments in all these beautiful locations and then they do one in Flushing, Queens. Like, it's like wild. And so for people at home, you have to understand that like going to the U.S. Open, like, you know, Ricky, like I wouldn't imagine Ricky like at a tennis match in, in all whites, but like the, everyone goes. So it's time to leave. You yeah. know, the match is over. We stayed as long as we could trying to wait out this rain. And it's still bad outside. It's real mm. bad outside. And the janitors of the U.S. Open started to sell garbage bags for twenty apiece. <laughs> Who? So they're selling it before you leave, basically, being like, "It's going to be bad yeah. out there. 
get your garbage bag on. And this no, is they, something you see in New York all the time. New York people will wear a garbage bag. Dude, but this these guys were so ready to hustle them. Like they were just <laughs> like, they like didn't make like they were just they were, I was like, yo, let me get a garbage bag. Guy goes 20. I go, you're out of your mind. I was like, I ain't <laughs> garbage bag and i was going back and forth with this guy for so long and i was like what am i doing i went into like one of the like basically there's like a janitor closet half open i just walked in and grabbed one and oh walked my. out but that didn't mean shit because i still had to walk like waist deep through flushy meadow park dude waist deep when you're walking through waist deep water in New York, what is the thought? Like, are you like, there goes, like, I'm done, I'm contaminated? Like, I would think, like, the gross factor, or do you lose that right away? I think the crazy part about it was, like, they turned up, like, I think the U.S. Open dealt with it so poorly, in a way. Like, in a way of, like, they turned off the trolleys. They turned off, like, so we weren't able to get anywhere. The seven train shut down. Like mm. all these things happened and no joke, the U S open kind of like threw up their hands and we're like, get out of here. <laughs> that <laughs> You don't got to go home, but you can't stay here. Exactly. And it was like, dude, we got put into the middle of Flushing Meadow park and there's trees falling and stuff like that. So like, so how it was just scary, man. It was just a scary couple hours. How did you get home? What was the trek like getting back to your apartment? Well, we actually drove, me and my buddies drove to the US Open, which I'm very like thankful for because if we didn't, we would have been just stuck trying to get back to Manhattan. And I know people that uh, didn't get back to Manhattan until 5 a.m. Um, that is- I'm lucky enough to know Queens. So I like... We, everybody that was going west was in like a jam and uh i turned to my boy and i was like yo drive east and then we'll go west so we ended up taking like side streets all the way to manhattan it took us two mm. and a half hours but like i mean we went through my boy had to put his car up on a curb like like this so yeah. we like so so the car would stay dry enough that it would continue to run like i watched people lose their cars all day it was wild Dude. That storm was wild, and I. It, it is interesting. The issue with it is like, we had a storm two weeks ago where we were preparing, get your water, make sure you hunker down, and then nothing comes. This thing came, and seemed to surprise everybody. But like the U.S. Open, they should have kept everyone inside. Bro, I kept laughing. Like, what if we're the only people left in New York? Like <laughs> the people that were in that. Like all those shitty rich people. <laughs> U.S. <laughs> Open attendees are the only yeah, ones to survive. The only people left in New York, and now we have to repopulate. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's like, "Who will cut our melon balls for our drinks?" Dude, it, it was dude. Those people were out there. Huh? That that's the one thing I felt good about. Like like about them ripping people off on that. Dude. On those uh, on those garbage bags, because like the guys working there are from the neighborhood. They know what they know who they're ripping off. They know someone's yeah, yeah, given yeah, yeah. a twenty for the for the for the garbage bag. 
The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Noom. When you're trying to lose weight, everything is about what you can't eat. You obsess about the pasta you shouldn't have. That's so stressful. You're hating yourself out of the gate. Getting healthy is a positive thing. It should be about learning to feed and nourish your body, not deprive it. Enter Noom. Noom uses a psychological approach to help change your mindset around food. If you start by building good habits, you'll be on a sustainable path to better health. It's all about creating a better relationship with food, and that starts with just being honest with yourself about why you eat. I Listen, I can't agree with a mission more than Noom's mission because it's a mindset. How many times am I hungry, hungry, hungry? I wait till the last second, then I have the worst thing I can have and I have a lot of it. Noom is helping me to realize when you actually are hungry because it keeps you in touch with it. It shows you, you know, the calorie tracker. You put it in, you go, oh, that's the amount I'm having. And when you understand what you're putting in your body, you seem to do a better job. And it's been very helpful for me. I love the calorie tracker. I love that it comes up with little fun facts. It's just a little nudge in your side. And, you know, it's easy when you're going good. The days you're good, you don't need to. It's the days that you're like, "Uh, I'm going to have the bacon, egg, and cheese. And you have it and you go, okay, let's get back on track. One meal. That's fine. I just, that's the beauty of Noom. There are no bad foods in Noom's world. There's no way to mess us up. And if you eat the pasta, that's okay. It's all about balance, making small choices every day that add up. And this is, Noom is there to keep you on the right mindset. And we, it is an admission that this is a psychological thing that we have to go through. Not, oh, you don't go to the gym. You're going to crunch it out. No, no, no. It's not about that. It's a relationship with food that Noom is trying to help you with. Start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash J-Train. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash J-Train, Noom dot com slash J-Train. The J-Train Podcast is brought to you by Rothy's. As summer winds down, make the most of your time in the sun with bestsellers like flats, loafers, and sneakers from Rothy's. Plus, they have flip-flops and an array of colors to shoes made for exploring. Their newest styles have you covered. Plus, their spacious, washable bags are perfect for summer getaways. Rothy's has a unique, totally seamless design that is comfortable from the moment you slip them on, no break-in period. And the good news is Rothy's isn't just for women anymore. They now have men's shoes. I have them. I love them. I love wearing them with joggers, and I love wearing them with khakis. They look good. They look summer, fall. You could wear them right now. Their sneakers and driving shoes for men's are made with the same level of craftsmanship and detail you know and expect from Rothy's. I love them. I put them right on, and no breaking, totally true to the ad right here, and they're comfy, and they look great. And I, got, I get people commenting on them all the time so this is a great gift for dad boyfriend brother cousin whatever it's also good for yourself because rothy's has so much i read you flip flip flops array of colors sneakers loafers flats it's really rothy's is there for you the, for those essential footwear needs rothy's did rigorous r&d testing that resulted in a perfect fit wash after wash that's another great thing you throw them in the wash they're, they're cleaned up you're good to go 
Rothy's in the news. Who, who, what, where says celebs are far from immune to the draw of Rothy's wildly popular shoes. And who better to tell you than their actual customers? Rothy's best-selling shoe, the point in black, has over 5,000 near-perfect reviews. Keep that summertime feeling going with washable, sustainable, and stylish shoes from Rothy's. Head to rothys.com. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash J-Train to find your faves today. That's rothys.com. R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash J-Train. You don't want to miss this. Head to rothys.com slash jtrain to find your new favorites today well let's get into the emails ricky um jtrain podcast at gmail.com jtrain podcast at gmail.com title it luxury lounge make sure you give us a little blurb um we have so many emails they keep on coming um are you ready ricky yeah man let's go luxury lounge why are we still fist bumping Dear J Train, Feather Feather and all that good stuff, I just want to thank you for your podcast as they really do make me feel validated. My luxury lounge complaint is this. Why are we still fist bumping? We can shake hands and or hug now or simply not do any of those things. To me, fist bumping has always been very cringe and awkward and only got more cringe with the pandemic. Don't even get me started on elbow bumps. I'm a barista and was having a friendly conversation with a customer right before he left. He put his fist out for a fist bump. Thankfully, my face was covered with my mask so he couldn't see how much I wanted to die. I really didn't want a fist bump back, but I felt like I had to or else I'd be the asshole and create this whole situation they didn't need to happen. I had also just washed my hands. Now I have to go back and wash my hands again because I don't uh, know where this fist was. How do we stop this from happening? What is an appropriate response to this so that I don't have to fist bump back? Help. Thanks again for all your work. You've made me laugh during some hard times. Yours truly, don't bump this barista. Ricky, what do we think? Yeah, to stop it, you just start grabbing them. Start grabbing okay. the, uh, the, the bump. <laughs> so we're, we'll put this up as a video. Ricky, show that again. We're going to put this up on Instagram <laughs> because Ricky is suggesting um, that you take a hand, for the listeners, if you're not watching the video, to take it and totally grab the bumping fist. So actually, yeah. you, you have to like, like you envelop it with your hand. Yeah, it's 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 a power move for sure. Yes, and it's a you make it so awkward they never want to do it again. They know not to try it again. They will yeah, I, <laughs> I don't want my fist inside your hand vagina ever again. <laughs> I don't want to insert you. It's basically you're you're setting up a scenario where they're going to have to go through that again. They will never want to go through that again. Yeah. Here's yeah. the pro. Here's the major issue at hand. This person's a barista, and the fist bump, nobody would handshake the barista to leave. The fist bump is this weird in-between that makes it so there's more touching rather than less. Inst- you know, the, the wave is okay. Like, why not wave? This fist bump has offered an in-between to people that think they've connected with you that they really haven't. Also, we never agreed upon fist bump strength there are some people out there trying to prove their might by like slamming their knuckles against yours and it's like what's wrong with you man which used to happen that used to happen with handshakes as well yes at least with a handshake the overpowering handshake at least with that it's like i can take a squeeze more than i can take a punch knuckle to knuckle hurts 
Agreed. I you know, like, like I, I like so I do such a light fist bump. Like I'm in for a firm handshake. I'm okay with that. I go so light on the fist bump that someone would be like, 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 what's wrong with that guy? Like, I don't need to prove who I am with this fist bump. Now, I don't mean to say anything against this barista. It's okay. No, that's okay. But you're handing over food. Sure. You're handing over things that somebody might not want to fully grip. Well, so, I... <laughs> Well, that's but who who but who in the world is fist bumping the barista at Starbucks? Like, like to, to me, her that is an aggressive. It's aggressive. This guy's obviously flirting with you. He's trying to make a connection that doesn't need. That's the thing with the fist bump. It is so many times with a fist bump. It's someone trying to say something they're not saying. So it's like I go hard so I can show you I'm a tough guy or I'm fist bumping you so I can let the barista know I just want to touch your knuckles so I can let you know I'm kind of into you. Like it, it is other people making their problems yours. Yeah, we should just be like, yeah, I don't do that. That's, that's, <laughs> that's so aggressive. Well, yeah, I don't do that. If I, if I were her, I mean, the, the way out of it as a barista is to go, yeah, we got. I'd have to wash my hands again because I'm handling food. But I do agree. I think grabbing the, fi- grabbing the fist is a perfect maneuver. Like you didn't get it. <laughs> J-train podcast at gmail.com. J-train podcast at gmail.com. Here with Ricky Velez at Ricky Velez. Go follow right now. Um, how about this one? Jared, feather and stuff, here's my luxury lounge complaint. So this happened in 2018. Boy, this has been weighing on this person for a long time. My parents love to get me nice gifts for my birthday, Christmas, graduation, etc. Even though I'm a bit older, mid-20s. You can get a gift in your mid-20s. I had the iPhone 6S. I had owned it for about a year or so and loved it. However, I had only uh, only had 32 gigabytes of storage, so the OS and apps filled up quickly. My birthday rolled around and my mom bought me a brand new, quote-unquote, iPhone 7. For context, it was released in 2016 with more storage. I was very grateful for this, but I didn't want a, quote-unquote, new phone when I could make the 6 last another year or two and save up for the newer iPhone model, but... Now I had to live with the already semi-outdated iPhone 7 without face ID or portrait mode. In her defense, I'm very cheap and won't upgrade a phone until the old one is either too slow or I can't use it uh, so, or it's damaged. So she did help me out quite a bit because even the iPhone 7 was still pretty expensive at the time. Anyways, what are your thoughts? Would you be annoyed if someone forced you into a semi-outdated iPhone upgrade? Sincerely, the annoyed but grateful iPhone snob. P.S. Thanks for the positivity you put in the world. Um, P.P.S. Also, not sure if you're doing the Shelby lookalikes. No, not this episode. So, uh, P.P.P.S. I still have the same iPhone 7 to this day. Gotta love saving money. Well, what do you think, Ricky, on this this, uh, upgrade that you never wanted? Just bring it back, man. Sell it. Bring it back. I have no problem returning anything anybody gets me. That's like a rule that I will not do that. I will not. I will not let it sit in my closet. I will not let it like mess up my life. I can't have that. If it's yeah. not for me, it's not for me. And you just get rid of it. Never I think giving it back. The people probably would want you to be happier with the thing. Then 
for you to just have it and be miserable with it. They're trying to give you happiness is what they're doing. Like if we break it down, you're totally right. And and the old people just don't know about like the upgrades, man. That's a good point. Your parent who gave this to you has no idea what your phone looks like that they gave you. Even the one they gave you, they have no idea. You return it and you wait out. And here's the other thing that's really annoying about this situation. The iPhone, your phone, is as much a part of your life as your left hand. So for someone for someone to, to give you, that is not a giftable item to me. Like, the necessities really? of life. Well, the necessities of life. Like, I don't want someone to give me a bed. I want someone to give me a gift certificate to get a bed. Do you, does okay. that make sense? Okay. Like, I want money towards the necessities, not the necessity itself. Like, this person, your family member, is actually making a life decision for you. You're in your mid-20s. They have no <laughs> right. To come into your life and be like, well, here's the phone you're going to have. The, the phone, the one I look at every seven seconds, I, I, like, I should have more leverage, like more decision over this, right? And I mean, like, God knows they didn't get you Apple Care. So now you got to go back to the store. You're half set up. <laughs> you're not even <laughs> set up at all. No, you want to walk out of the phone buying situation like totally like a knight in your new shining armor. It is a part of your life. So yeah. if they if they had given you an Apple gift certificate and said, do what you will, now they actually, it's a good gift because as you said, this person says they're, they're admittedly cheap. They, they still have this iPhone 7 right now. It's 2021, okay? So they are now like this, it's as if your parents didn't know you at all. Well, it's also like, would you ask your parents to get you like, be like, go buy me a video game? It's like they're not up on stuff. They don't know yeah, yeah. about. They don't know about portrait mode. Like, your parents don't know. They're it, they're, it, they're trying, but they're it, just it, old. It They're old. They're stupid. They they're not with it. They're ugly. They're fat. No, no. I, um, it is. <laughs> It is a, it, it, it's one of the, it's like the food suggestions. Know what you don't know. And also, it also comes back, it also comes back to the motives of the person that sold it to them. Yes. I know a story about this family. They have a bunch of money, right? And one day their technology person, whoever that guy is in their town, yeah. came over and, and was like, you need to replace every TV in your house. <laughs> that's, an that's an insane thing to say to somebody. And they're just so old. They're like, yeah, we need to do that. And I hit You're them the up tech and I was guy. like, but what happened to all? I was like, what happened to all the old TVs? And they're like, mm. oh, the guy took care of them. And I'm like, no, the guy just got 14 new TVs. Yeah, and is selling them to someone else. He's a tech guy. He's in the market. Yeah, you don't know. I think actually when you get above the age of 50, you should never be allowed to make any decision on technology ever again. Yes. You're out, right? Unless, unless it's like a Tesla. Fine. 
You can decide on a Tesla. Tesla is for old people. Yeah. They need to be driven. We need to stop letting them drive. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com here with Ricky Velez at Ricky Velez. Go follow immediately. It's going to be all over my social media. He's got an HBO special coming that you're going to love. I've seen every joke. I've, 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 I've heard every nook and cranny of all the jokes and you're going to love them. J train approved luxury lounge. I write to you and your presumed quality guest today about a watch a Rolex watch that was given to me as a present by my entire family when I graduated from MBA school six years ago. It's certainly something that not many people would buy for themselves and certainly not something some, somebody right out of graduate school can afford. Anyways, the watch runs on quote-unquote batteries of some kind that recognizes movement and keeps the hand of the watch moving and your time correct. However, my watch recently stopped working, so I took it to the jewelry store to be fixed. They said that these batteries need to be replaced every five to seven years, but that they can't do it. The watch has to be shipped off to a certified Rolex dealer where it costs between 1200 to 1500 to be fixed. Now, this amount is doable, but it's also way more than I would ever spend on myself for a watch. Shouldn't something this nice have some type of complimentary service? And how in the world does it cost that much? I have to do it, I suppose, because of the embarrassment of walking around with a nice watch that doesn't work is far more expensive than the fix, probably. What say you? Ricky, what do you think? And you need some insurance on that jewelry. Is That's- that what does? <laughs> does, it, does insurance pay for that? I believe so. Yeah, insurance would pay for that. Insurance would pay for um, something along that matter. I would say what I don't like about gifts like that is now you're setting me up to get robbed. Mm, you I, are put me in a position of danger. You are putting me in danger <laughs> giving me a role. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I also, okay, so my family... My mom gave me my grandfather's watch. So I have a, a so I have a nice watch from my grandfather, but it's also a little bit gaudy if I'm going to be a complained person. So yes. I understand the position this person is in is similar to mine where you like the watch, you love where it came from, you love the people who gave it to you, but to wear it like I like this person obviously wants to wear it. They don't want to be seen without it by those people. Like the the gift of the iPhone, your parents don't know how to like figure that out. The gift of the watch, they go like my mom. Every time I see her, she goes, "Where's the watch?" And I'm like, <laughs> and so this guy has to spend the twelve hundred to fifteen hundred dollars because. He would be in the position I'm in all the time, which is my mom going, and it's my mom. So I can go, you know, and she goes, where's the watch? And then I have to like remember in five seconds, like where I put it. And then I get nervous. I'm like, did that I lose it? Plan. That should be the plan. Wait till you get called out on where's the watch. And then you and hit the, I can't afford to get it fixed right now. <laughs> that's an now embarrassing moment and now then what is, well now you got now you got your next gift from that family from the, those people someone maybe will get it for you you're in yeah like this is this is not a problem we just figured this out show up <laughs> it's not working keep yeah. looking at it anytime somebody asks for time be like i can't and just like you can't. just <laughs> can't afford just, i can't afford time can't afford this time over here
The J Train Podcast is sponsored by Ritual. We deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something we take every day. Ritual is a clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin with high-quality nutrients and bioavailable forms that your body can actually use. Do you really know what's in your multivitamin? Sugars. GMOs, synthetic fillers, artificial colorants, not to mention animal byproducts like sheep's wool and gelatin from hooves and hides are all ingredients you might find in a multivitamin. I love taking Ritual. You know why? It puts me on track for the day. It's a mindset. I like that it covers me you know, for those in between. I'm not eating kale every day. Ritual kind of covers you and make sure you get those vitamins that you need every day. And the, the fact that you can see what's in it is such a huge deal. Sometimes, sometimes you take a multivitamin and go, oh, yeah, I just want to take a multivitamin. No, take the good stuff. Ritual's great. It, takes, it makes taking vitamins easy and I love it. It's made traceable. You'll always know what you're taking and where the nutrients came from thanks to Ritual's one-of-a-kind visible supply chain. Ritual makes healthy, healthy habits easy. Your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping. That's a big deal because... That's the only way you get off track. You're like, oh, I'll go to the store tomorrow. And then you, you, tomorrow becomes next week, becomes three weeks later, and then you're not taking that multivitamin every day, and you're off kind of that mindset, and that's a big deal to me. You can start snooze or cancel your subscription anytime, and if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. So get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering my listeners 10, 10, 10, 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash JTrain to start your Ritual today. Train podcast at gmail.com, podcast at gmail.com. I think you're going to be a great guest for this next one. Okay, ready? Let's see. Luxury Lounge, private plane flew into a spirit terminal. <laughs> Train, all the feathers and more. Love you long time. Let's get it right into it. When I travel for work, it's usually private. We usually get to fly out of a small executive airport that are basically a lobby on a tarmac. They valet your car, offer snacks. It's great. LGA LaGuardia is not this way, and it is awful. I agree. LaGuardia is not like this. I, I understand. NYC can generally be more expensive to fly in and out of, though they should offer a shitty facility facilities discount rate. I'm from New York and always fly out of Newark and JFK when possible because LaGuardia sucks. But figured flying private out of a little airport nearby would be different. Nope. They don't even have little airports for private travel at LaGuardia. We flew a private jet into the Spirit Airlines terminal. I got off the plane on the general tarmac where the escort held us up because we couldn't walk across the commercial runway with planes landing all over the place. When we could finally walk to our car service, we crossed through barbed wire gates, not ideal for on a fancy trip. Then we could not meet our car service at the airport like we normally do. We had to take a smelly shuttle that was 100 degrees across the terminal through other, uh, another barbed wire gate. Imagine five well-dressed people, girls in dresses and heels, guys in pants that are just too short with no socks and Gucci loafers, walking through a loud, stinky tarmac with guys in vests and helmets wearing uh, everywhere, passing through barbed wire to board a shuttle with no AC. We finally did that and got to where our driver was waiting for us. Upon return after a super long day, the same thing happened. We entered the spirit terminal to board the private jet home. The staff had one of our names spelled wrong so we waited 30 minutes for that to be fixed and had to take a sweaty shuttle through air traffic controllers before finally getting on our way. I would like to say that the view of the skyline in and out was worth the sweat, smells, barbed wire, spirit airline, 
Airlines terminal and troubles, but not really. For how much one flight costs, they should get their shit together. Sincerely, too privileged to be this annoyed. What do you think, Ricky? Do you? When it comes to private, it's the best. It's the best way to travel ever. I've been lucky yeah. enough to never pay for it, but be on. Them. And yes, I that mean, is the that's the that's the king is not paying and being on it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's key. That's key. The minute you start paying for those things, that it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> so, I but I can definitely understand. I've never spent the money for it, but I've done it a good amount of times, and I would be very upset if it wasn't going my way. But at the same time, we got to go. How if you're spending money like that, why aren't you just pulling up into Teterboro? Like, how much are you yeah. going into Teterboro? But at the same time. Um, LaGuardia is LaGuardia, man. Like, it, 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 so it, <laughs> I, I, the interesting part of this, I've gone, I've, 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 I've been in the position you've been in where you're being flown on someone else's private plane and the glamor of it, the, the plane is glamorous. Being on it is glamorous. It's very cool but it's all the stuff around it that you're really paying for. The idea that you don't go through security. Someone just goes, what's your name? And then they, you go, here's my name. You show an ID. It's done. You, it is show up. And whenever the person who paid shows up, you're going, you're leaving. That is the underrated part of private planes is that there's just no, there's nothing airplane leaving the hotel and being in the air in 30 minutes like that's exactly. yes it's crazy because and it's so unrelatable because of how tedious the air travel thing is going through security waiting for the flight waiting to board watching someone who doesn't know how to board the person that can't get their bag up waiting for you know it is as much as it's not as much as it is a team effort flying commercial and nobody's on the same team. Everyone's working for the, for themselves. When you're on a private plane, it is a team effort where everyone's working for you. So it's yeah. like it so what this person's saying, a lot of their email I actually don't even understand, but I do understand if you're at LaGuardia on a private jet, you have lost out on half of the experience. You lost out on private. That's not really really yeah, even private. That's, that's not private. Like totally. and the other thing is like the barbed wire. You lucky that's there. That's Rikers Island right across the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got Rikers Island. Yeah, you you better hope there's barbed wire at LaGuardia. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's not. That's, I would say that's not private. I've never even. I've I, I haven't done that before where I've flown into a public airport. Not, that's not semi-private that that is a semi-private flight like i wouldn't even feel comfortable calling it private I, yeah i think the problem is on your end and if you're going to spend the money to fly private spend the money to fly private and show up into the right you go all, you go all the way this is a if you have to ask you can't afford it type of thing you know this is not the way you can't you if you're flying in the LaGuardia, you've you've gone fucked up. J Train Podcast at gmail.com, J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Ricky Velez at Ricky Velez. Go follow Luxury Lounge, the alphabet. We are we got all the topics today. Growing up, my father and grandfather had planes. Oh my god, I didn't even see this coming. So at a young age, I was taught the NATO alphabet. Oh, 
Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta, Echo, etc. That's a good thing to know because you ever had to spell out something over the phone and you're like, C is in Charlie. You know what I mean? But then sometimes you're like, B is in, and then you just flub it. You just don't know how to, like, you have no idea what to say. You're like, B is in um, yeah, David. Snitches, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, P is in penis. I, I mean, what? I'm sorry, Delta representative. This, this is this is context for my complaint about the alphabet. So many letters around the same C D E M N. When spelling an email address while on the phone with customer service, everyone has their own version of A like apple, B like boy. I have an Italian friend I once heard say S like spaghetti. That's okay. I'm not saying we all have to learn the NATO alphabet, although it's there, but can we please have standardization? When I say F like Foxtrot or T like Tango, people look at me like I'm insane or they think I'm like special forces, which is also cool. Um, but enough is enough. I agree with this complaint. The uniform, the uniforming the, the A as in blank would be helpful, don't you think? I mean, yes, but at the same time, we're asking people to learn things. And I feel like yeah. anytime we ask anybody to learn something, they right, over. Away, they right away take it as like, so they're almost defensive right away when you ask somebody to learn. Um, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? I'm stupid? Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> I think you could yeah. be smarter with this information than without it. I would take it. I would take it to the le- the the level of like, yeah, just like you look like you know some shit when you do it. I'll take pride in it. Yeah, I, I I'm with you. The pride should be taken by this person. I think also, here's where I'll disagree with them, and I don't mean to disagree with a luxury complaint. I understand where they're coming from. They're like, why wouldn't we have a uniform system for this letter thing? You are. N- saying to the creatives of the world to get the fuck out. Maybe what we do is we create a new A as in blank, B as in blank. We get a creative, we get a poet, a writer to write a whole new version. So now we're not train. J as in train. Yeah, J as in train. And everyone will know. Like B as in you know, boisterous. Like if we had a fun, like if, if a writer got involved with this, now we're cooking, right? Don't you think that'd be a fun new thing? And now we're working together. But I do understand where they're like F like Foxtrot. Like when you say Foxtrot, I'm like, whoa, 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 Top Gun. Put the gun down. <laughs> J-train podcast at gmail.com. J-train podcast at gmail.com. Okay, this is going to be... This one's a little long, but I like the title. Luxury Lounge, shamed by my cleaning lady. Okay, if people don't like this show, they're not going to like this email. You ready? (laughs) Jared, feather, feather. I started listening to you up a few years ago on the recommendation of a friend and have been hooked ever since. Started listening to J-Train a few months ago and love it even more. Well, thank you so much. My Luxury Lounge complaint is about my new cleaning lady. I'm a teacher and currently work for a private bilingual school in Turkey. 
I live in staff housing on the school's campus, which means I don't pay any rent. The apartment isn't huge, but it's perfectly comfortable size for myself, my cat, my boyfriend who moved in with me about five months ago. Every year in August, the school offers to arrange cleaning ladies to come in for staff who choose to pay for it. And even though it's very inexpensive, I can have the apartment cleaned once a week for the equivalent of about $50 a month. Wow. Previously, I've, I've never signed up for the service because it felt too bougie to have a cleaning lady when I was living alone. This year, since there's two of us, I really don't, en- uh, don't enjoy cleaning. I decided it was totally worth it. My cleaning lady came for the first time on Wednesday this week, and although I don't speak much Turkish, I used Google Translate to write a nice note thanking her for her time and giving her my phone number so she could let me know if she needed anything. She texted me when she was done with her shift at my apartment, and I don't know if it's just her texting style, the language barrier, or some combination, but I feel like she was extremely harsh. Her first text said that my apartment was very dirty, and then she proceeded to complain about my vacuum, the type of broom I had, and the lack of correct type of cleaning cloths. I tried to respond to all her concerns as politely as I could, assuring her I would get some of the supplies she was asking about before next week and thanking her again for her time. She responded, one day is not enough. It takes at least three days to clean your house completely. (laughs) This is a judgy cleaning lady. I didn't I don't claim to be some kind of housekeeping magician, but I clean my house pretty thoroughly every week and pride myself on being a generally neat and tidy person. So I was definitely caught off guard by her messages. Honestly, it was a hit to my pride. I might not like cleaning, but it doesn't mean I want to be told in no uncertain terms how, but how bad I apparently am at it. Now I feel like I, she's judging me for not being a better housekeeper, even though I fully admit my lack of interest or high level of skill in cleaning is the whole reason I chose to hire her in the first place. Oh, now she's... <laughs> Uh, she's taking shots at her. Thank, thanks for your, all your great content every week. Can't wait to listen to the next Luxury Lounge on Thursday. Ricky, what do you think? Bro, I don't let people in my house that make me feel like that. You're yeah. fine. It would be, you would have no shot. And <laughs> the, you would, the, text message, the text message back would have been so goddamn crazy, bro. The level of anger I would have had. I would have shit on my floor. You're fired. Invited that, dude. Yo, you want to see a pig? I'll give you a pig. Get out of here. (laughs) I've seen this. I've had friends have situations in this matter. Mm. It's like, this is your home. You should never feel any way about it other than how people feel about their homes. Like, you know, like that's your safe haven. That's your, that's it. And now you just have this woman that thinks she can talk to you like that. I don't care. Like you can speak another language, but. I think a text is pretty easy to understand the level of uh, of three days to clean your place. Three Ricky, days. Ricky, I totally agree. This person should be fired immediately. You should find a new cleaning person that will be more respectful of the employee-employer relationship because that's what this is. There is a transaction of services for money which should be appreciated if it's if your place is if 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 this place is too dirty for them they can charge you more that is their right hey i'm sorry i can't come back um i my rates have changed there is a classy way for this person to say it again language barrier we don't know i do know if i speak to someone like from another country like and i talk about like like people Sometimes people from other, they'll be like, 
you're out of shape. They'll just look at you and be like, you're fat. And you're like, what? And it's like jarring. And you're like, and they don't mean it that way. So I do understand that this could be a language thing, but what they're really doing, and I think you and I don't really understand. It's a woman writing to us, okay? Yeah. I think, and I don't want to make, I don't want to claim anything, but like it's almost because it's, she writes, it's a cleaning lady and the emailer is a woman. She's being judged as a woman a little bit. And this is old school. This is kind of like a little bit, you know, uh, thinking like from another time. But there still is these societal things where women want to be nesters and they want to be, you know, nurturers and they they want to build a home. Like my house, it looks like a, a sniper lives there. Like I don't, if someone... If the cleaning lady was like, yeah, your place is disgusting, I'd be like, yeah, I'm fucking disgusting. Like, as a man, that doesn't offend me as much because I'm just assuming I am gross. I think this person, she's like, I don't think I'm like the cleanest person in the world, but she's saying it sounds as though she's like, societally, she's a little embarrassed. Like, oh, I'm being judged by a woman about how I keep my nest and my nurturing space for my significant other and I, which is, again, old school, but this is why she needs to be fired. She is calling you out as a woman as well she's out of control I out of control my cleaning lady's my friend she was at my birthday there you go <laughs> how much you be trusted in my house absolutely j train podcast at gmail.com j train podcast at gmail.com ricky velez thank you for coming on this is fantastic Dude, thank you for having me i love doing always it. a pleasure this was so great i knew you would be perfect for this show everyone go follow ricky at Ricky Velez on Instagram. The special is coming the only way. I mean, you're going to see commercials. You're going to see HBO, like the lead into like, you know, the next season of, of uh, whatever the next show, Entourage, like uh, <laughs> whatever the show on HBO, you're going to see, you're going to be watching Curb and before Curb, you're going to see Ricky Velez's face and you're going to be so fucking pumped for him. So everyone go follow at Ricky Velez on Instagram right now. I'm Jared Freed. Thank you. Thank you again. Of course. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Thursday. Send them in. Podcast at gmail.com. Monday, we want your dating, relationship, lifestyle emails. Thursdays, we want your luxury lounges. Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next episode. Boom.